came up with this belief system that I wasn't good enough, you know, and and so I had to prove the world I was good enough. And so I'm looking up at this house that I built to prove the world I was good enough. And I got depressed. And I don't mean a little depressed. I mean, I was really bummed out. I'm like, what is going on? I mean, this was two months after I moved in. Think of this, 20 years I worked for, two months after I moved in. See, it's never about the goals. There were several things going on. It was, it's never about the goals. You need the goals because what you need to do, Vinky, is you need to create a burning desire. That's why the goals are so important. Welcome to another episode of The Real Estate Vibe. On this show, your host, Vinky Lumba, brings highly successful industry professionals to learn from their life experiences and how their mindset played a huge role in their success especially in building generational wealth with commercial real estate investing. By the way, this show is strictly for educational purposes and should not be considered legal accounting or investment advice. Please stay tuned. We have a free gift for you at the end. And also, if you like the show, don't forget to give us good ratings and comments below. Good morning, everybody. I'm your host, Vinky Lumba. And today I have a very special guest. You want to hear his name? Or I should say it's a celebrity guest, and his name is Rod Cleave. Welcome, Rod, to my show. Oh, how exciting, Vinky, that, to, to, to be here with you and uh, and hopefully add some value to your listeners. Thank you for being here. A little bit about Rod. Rod owns multiple businesses and is a philanthropist who is passionate about high performance and giving back. So he has a purpose, too, besides real estate. We're going to talk about that today. Uh, Rod has also owned over 2,000 properties or maybe more. Uh, it could be old data that I have and has built over 24 businesses in his 40-year business career, which worth millions of dollars. Rod is a great mindset guru. He brings incredible authenticity and insight into his approach to business, mindset, real estate, success, and life. Rod has also founded the Tiny Hands Foundation, which has benefited more than 100,000 children in need. Welcome, Rod. Thank you. Thank so you. Today, today we'll discuss Rod's journey from zero to hero because in 2000... And, and back to zero again. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, he lost quite a bit of money in 2008 crash. And I would love to understand how he came back and also his psychology of success. Yeah. So, well, right. let, let, yeah, let me get into it then. So so I'm an immigrant uh, like you. Uh, I was born in the Netherlands, you know, wooden shoes and windmills and immigrated when I was six years old with my mother's Vancha and my brother, Albert. Uh, we ended up in Denver, Colorado, where I lived for about 30 years. Uh, and when we first got there, we really struggled. Uh, I remember we shopped at an expired food store. Believe it or not, they had an expired food store. Well, I remember drinking powdered milk with our cereal in the morning, which I promise you sounds better than it sounds <laughs> than it is. Uh, you know, I, were, I wore Goodwill and Salvation Army hand-me-down clothes until uh, I was in junior high school. And I lied about my age when I was 14 at Burger King. So I, cause I was disgusted about wearing these hand-me-down clothes and bought my, you know, was able to buy my own clothes finally and got a job at Burger King and ultimately bought a car. But, you know, I'm sure you have listeners that had it harder than I did, but luckily I had, you know, my mom had an incredible work ethic and she showed me what that was about. And I knew I wanted more. And so my mom babysat kids so that we'd have enough money to eat and, and, uh, have a decent life. And she was a bit of an entrepreneur with her babysitting money. Actually, not a bit of a, she was absolutely an entrepreneur. She invested in the stock market and IPO successfully. She also invested in real estate. And her first real estate acquisition was the house right across the street from us when I was 14. She paid about $30,000. When I was 17, she told me she'd made $20,000 in her sleep. And I said, what? 
You made 20,000, you didn't do anything. And I was a capitalist already. I said, okay, forget college, mom, I'm getting into real estate. So I got into real estate. Well, my first year in real estate, I made about $8,000. My second year, maybe $10,000. But my third year, I made over $100,000, which back in 1980 was pretty good money. And so what happened between year two and year three that caused me to 10X my income? Well, what happened was I was dating a girl and I went to work for her father and he taught me about the importance of mindset and psychology and how 80 to 90% of your success in anything is just that, your mindset and your psychology. And fast forward to today, like you said, I've I've owned 2,000 properties. I own thousands of apartment units. I've actually built 27 businesses and I don't call them failures when they fail. I call them seminars. Uh, several were tens of millions of dollars, most spectacular flaming seminars. You know, we fail our way to success. Um, in 2006, my net worth went up $17 million while I slept. And you might say, wow. And Rod said, wow. And Rod got a head so big, he could barely fit it through a door. I thought I was a real estate god. And you know, when that happens, God of the universe will give you a nice little smack. Well, that was 2008. I lost $50 million in 2008. And so, you know, what I'm known for on my podcast and at my boot camps, I know you've been to one of my boot camps, is, is talking about, um, you know, how I had $50 million to lose in the first place and the mindset and the psychology that took. And then maybe as important or even more important, how to recover from losing all that to the success that I'm blessed to have today. So we can take this wherever you'd like, Vinky. Yeah. And then you said it very well. Certain traits and the way of thinking are very le- relevant to your financial success. Yeah. And you did a good job from the very beginning or the very get go. So let's talk about that, you know, the 2008. What mm-hmm. happened there and how did you make your comeback? Sure. Well, what happened? I'll describe what caused it first and then then I'll talk about the comeback. So what caused it was I had 800 houses here in Florida along the Gulf Coast of Florida, two hours north of me, two hours south of me and everywhere in between. And uh, there's no state income tax here in Florida. So property taxes are proportionally higher. I had properties in wind and flood zones. So insurance costs were higher. And both of those things, of course, impact cash flow. Everything's about cash flow. In fact, that's the subtitle of my book, which is the new rules of real estate investing, i.e. the new rules are focused on cash flow, uh, not value. Don't tell me what, you know, especially in what's coming. Don't tell me that they paid a million dollars and you can get it for 600,000. I don't care. What's the cash flow or, you know, whatever those numbers are, um, you know, if the previous owner paid for, it doesn't matter. But, um, you know, uh, so I had those houses and it was the houses that pulled me down. I also had several apartment complexes. See, what, what killed me was you know, these were C-class houses, okay? You know, there's A, B, C, and D-class. A is the new perfect stuff and beautiful amenities, all that. D is the hood, okay? And so these were C, a step above. I mean, working class, older properties, and and of course, those require more maintenance. And the demographic is harder on them. So that also causes more maintenance. And so the maintenance really killed me. You know, if I had a maintenance issue at one of my apartment complexes, everything's the same. We can stockpile the plumbing parts, the HVAC parts, the door locks, the plumbing parts, the, you know, all, all of it. You can stockpile and the maintenance guy can be in and out in an hour. Well, if I had to send a maintenance guy, an hour or an hour and a half away, they'd have to go see what's wrong because every house is different. Then they have to go find a Home Depot or a Lowe's where we have an account. And that could be another hour round trip. And, you know, when Rod tries to fix something, he ends up going to Home Depot more than once. And so, you know, what took an hour at one of my apartment complexes took all day at one of these 800 houses. And so these things really, believe it or not, didn't cash flow that well. They like barely broke even. And I was only at a 30% loan to value. I only owed 30 cents on the dollar, true story. And it's still very difficult to cash flow. But what killed me was I didn't really pay attention to tenant demographics back then. If they had a good job or, you know, or business, they had good credit and they paid their deposit, I let them rent. Well, 
when it all crashed, I discovered that a big portion of my tenants were contractors like plumbers, electricians, drywallers, roofers, painters, which fell off a cliff in 2008 and nine. So they didn't have work. And so now, you know, when I buy an apartment complex, I will literally look where every tenant works and gauge it for recession resistance. And back, you know, uh, previous asset, I gauged it for COVID resistance, you know, uh, but, uh, you know, I just didn't back then. So that's what caused it. So how was I able to recover? Well, if you know, Vinky, you've been to one of my boot camps. The first thing we do is goal setting. Why? Because how do you get anything if you don't know what it is? Okay. You need to know what it is you want and why you want it. And so, you know, um, uh, so I reassociated with my goals and, um, and that was, that was really important and why I wanted them. Because I will tell you, you know, when you go through something negative, it's very easy to focus on the negative. It's our human nature, actually. It's human tendency. And so, you know, it's really important. You know, we can talk about my feelings on what's coming. I believe we're headed for some pain in this country, but that's going to be opportunity. So I'm looking at it, look at it through the filter of opportunity, not the fear, fear filter. But with that in mind, um, you know, uh, it's going to be very important to pay attention to what you're focused on. Focus is super critical. So the first thing is goals. Get aligned on your goals. And by the way, um, I do have a virtual boot camp coming up, but I'll mention that later. But if you want me to just guide you through the goal setting, if you go to rodslinks.com at the bottom, it's my link tree. It's got all my stuff on it, but it's got a goal setting workshop I did on New Year's Day this year with the guide. You can download it's the same thing I do in my boot camps with music professionally done. I'm not going to try to sell you anything, but you know, here's what's sad, Vinky. People spend more time planning a birthday party or a Christmas party than they do designing their lives. This is designing your life. So if you want me to guide you through that goal setting, go to rodslinks.com and you know, have your spouse do it as well. If you've got children over 10 years old, have them do it. You know, it's incredibly powerful to go through and get aligned on what it is you want. So then the next thing, like I said, besides knowing what you want is focus. Focus is super important. Now, I know if you're listening to Vinky, you're a leader. And I'm going to tell you right now, more than ever, the world needs leaders. Don't get me started on the the stuff they put on the news is just complete baloney. And most of it's false. It's just a lot of a lot of baloney there. And so it's really important that you pay attention to what you bring in, that you stand guard at your mind and you and you try to minimize that negativity because what you focus on gets bigger, both positive or negative. And, and I, even I found myself getting sucked into news and I checked my blood pressure and I was up 20 points. I'm like, okay, I got to cut this out because it was so maddening. And so, you know, in my podcast, I do these clips called Own Your Power. They're very motivational. You give me five minutes a week, I'll juice you because they're, they're with music and everything else. But even if you don't listen to me, go on YouTube, bring in the you know, the, the, the service people coming home to their families. I always cry when I watch those or motivational things and, you know, beautiful things like that. I love to see that stuff. That's the stuff you need to be bringing in, you know, educational content, but uh, very, very important because, you know, focus is critical. They asked mother Teresa when she was alive, if she was anti-war, she said, no, I'm pro peace. That's what I'm talking about. I'll get students or not students, actually students know better, but I'll get people to call me and say, you know, I'm trying to get out of my student loan debt. And I'm, and I say, wrong statement, focus on making so much money that the debt's irrelevant. Cause again, what you focus on gets larger. So focus is the next piece. Um, then, then really you've got to make a decision. You've got to decide if you're happy where you are right now, then great. But if, 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 don't be in the same place you are right now a year from now unless you absolutely freaking love where you are right now. So if that's the case and you're not happy, then make a decision. And and I don't I'm not talking about a dip in the toe in the water. I'm not a talking about a one foot in, one foot out. 
I mean, it's done. When you make that decision, it's like it's the Latin root for the word decision means to cut off. If you're going to attack the island in battle, you burn your ships because you're taking their ships home. I mean, it is done. That's a decision. But you have to do that. And sometimes that could be the most important decision of your life. And I will tell you in what's coming here economically, there is going to be incredible opportunity. So you need to pick a vehicle. If it's going to be multifamily real estate, you're in the right place. But if it, you know, it doesn't matter what it is, but pick something to, to capitalize on what's coming because it's coming. And so, um, you know, so the decision is the next step. And then, and then you've got to take that first step. You know, Dr. Martin Luther King said, you take that first step in faith and then the next step will be revealed. You know, Lao Tzu thousands of years ago said the journey of a thousand miles begins with that first step. Um, you know, and I'll tell you, and, and you know, I know that you get a lot of analytical people that listen and watch your show as I do as well. And, for an analytical person, they have to check off every single box before they make a move. Please don't get caught up in that trap. Recognize that you can drive all the way across the United States at night, headlights only seeing 50 feet in front of you, and you know you can make it. You may have obstacles, but you know other people have done it before you, and and you and the and the and the route is there. It's the same way with this business. So, you know, yes, it may seem intimidating and a lot to bite off, but you know you can do it, but you got to take that first step. Um, and so, um, I don't know if you want to interrupt me with a question. Yeah, I, I'm going to interrupt I, you right here with sure, a question sure. Go because ahead. I, you said so many things to me, caught yeah. up. That's really, you know, one thing that people mm -hmm. get caught up. They entangle themselves all the time. Mm -hmm. And the human tendency is we always focus on negativity, positivity. Most people don't even know what it is because right. something wrong happens. The whole focus goes there and you talk about focus and focus is very important because the focus, you can move things. And that's what's happening in the energy field. And that's the reason they're not getting anywhere. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry to say that. But from your experience, all these experiences that you have created from 2008 or prior to that or now, what are some of the steps that you can share with us that could help my listeners, even myself, to shift my mindset from being negative to positive? Like whatever your focus is, that's what you're going to get. Well, well it, it, what I just said. Get aligned on what you want, okay? And your goals will will evolve over time. My goals are different. You know, I did all the stupid stuff like the Lamborghinis and the Rolls Royces and all that crap that I did, you know, when I was growing up. But you don't, you know, that stuff doesn't interest me anymore. You know, what interests me now is, is, is it's going to sound self-serving, but it's helping people. It really is. I mean, there's some of the hundreds of thank you cards on the wall behind me. The whole wall back here is completely covered with them. I get, I get love almost every single day. And again, this is not ego. It's, 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 it, we talked about purpose. That's my purpose. Okay. And, and, you know, my students, my coaching students are somewhere, somewhere between 75 to 90,000 units that we know of. Okay. And I've only been teaching five years. I'm super proud of that. Um, so, so my purpose is, is that it's, it's giving back and I get so much joy from it that, you know, it's why my wife puts up with me working on weekends, sometimes Sundays, whatever we have to do, because she knows I love it. And so, um, good. yeah, and then, yeah. Let's talk about your purpose. Sorry to interrupt you again. I yeah. wanted to ask about your purpose because you help hundred thousand children as well. Yeah, it's more than that. It's actually more than that. But thank you. Yeah, I, I've had that. Let me give you. In fact, let me tell you a little story because it's it's. If you've heard it, forgive me. But you know, I I when I lived in Denver, I knew I ultimately wanted to live on the beach. Okay, and there's no beach in Denver. It's landlocked. But but I would visualize the palm trees and the surf and the sand. And 20 years later, I built this eight million dollar, ten thousand square foot mansion on the beach. I mean, this place was spectacular. I owned the beach on one side. I had my boats on the backside. It was called a Gulf to Bay. Sliced through an island. 
I mean, you know, giant waterfall from the second floor, balcony in the pool. The pool was in magazines. It was so beautiful and had a big spiral staircase up through the middle of the house, a big, beautiful staircase on the second floor. I had an aquarium that cost me almost $200,000. So that gives you an idea of the house. Well, two months after I moved in, so I worked for that for 20 years. So this ties into goals, which is why I'm bringing it up. Two months after I moved in, I'm floating in the pool at night. The pool's changing colors. It's got fiber optic lighting. And I'm looking up at this testament to my ego, which is really what it was. It was to prove the world I was good enough. When I immigrated to this country, I didn't speak English and got thrown into school, found out what bullies were, got beat up on a, uh, on occasion. And then my mom, proud Dutch woman that she is, thought it'd be a great idea to send me to school in wooden shoes and those leather shorts the Germans wear for Oktoberfest. So I got my butt kicked again. And then bullies would chase me home and she'd chase them off with the fly swatter. Next day, I got my butt kicked again. And so I came up with this belief system that I wasn't good enough, you know, and and so I had to prove the world I was good enough. And so I'm looking up at this house that I built to prove the world I was good enough. And I got depressed. And I don't mean a little depressed. I mean, I was really bummed out. I'm like, what is going on? I mean, this was two months after I moved in. Think of this 20 years I worked for two months after I moved in. See, it's never about the goals. There were several things going on. It was, it's never about the goals. You need the goals because what you need to do, Vinky, is you need to create a burning desire. That's why the goals are so important. The goals are what are going to get you to push through those limiting beliefs like I had that I wasn't good enough or fear like a lot of analytical people have. They call it analysis paralysis, but it's fear, um, you know, or, 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 or maybe they're, you're comfortable and the comfort zone's a nice warm place and nothing grows there. Okay. So you need that burning desire to push through. So anyway, I did this to prove the world I was good enough. You need those goals, but it's never about the goals. They say the happiest days of a boat owner's life are the day they buy the boat and the day they sell the boat. And it's that way with goals. Like I said, I'd worked for that for 20 years, two months afterwards. It just didn't even matter anymore. But happiness comes from progress and growth okay and and you and I, and you need a vision for the future like the good book says without a vision the people perish uh, you know, I didn't know what I was going to do next. So both of those things were gone. I, I didn't have any way to progress or grow because I'm like, what do I do now? I've achieved incredible success. Um, and and um, and I didn't have a vision for the future. But the big thing, so that was where a couple of the pieces. Right. So uh, the other thing is, you, you know, you don't achieve a big goal without having other goals lined up behind it, like I said, okay, like the vision statement. But the big thing that was happening was I had been totally focused on Rod, you know, show the world I'm good enough, show the world I matter. And that was I was 40 years old at that time. And I, um, I so I went and bought some books to get myself back. And one of the books was Tony Robbins book, I think it was Unleash the Power Within. And I'm like, man, I really like this. So I went and saw him live. And uh, of course, I highly encourage you to see him if you have an opportunity. I spent 20 years following him around okay. the planet. I was so enamored with his his material. But 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 the big thing I want to mention is that I saw he fed families for the holidays. He does these what he calls basket brigades. And I thought, you know, that's a beautiful thing. Let me try that. So I called my brother in Denver because I was flying back for Thanksgiving. And I said, hey, Ed, let's uh, let's feed five families. So he called his church, found five families that really needed help. Third family changed my life. You know, we bought food yes. and frozen turkey and all that um, and, and in fact, we're planning that right now for this year, literally just had a conversation yesterday about it. We're going to feed uh, 15 to 1800 families, but, but the, but you know, the third family changed my life. We go up to this and this woman lived in this crappy one bedroom. It wasn't even a one bedroom. Cause you had to walk through the bedroom to get to the kitchen where the bathroom was, but she was there with five kids and she came out and saw the food. 
on the on the porch and the toys for the kids and all this stuff that we bought. And she started crying and her kids came out Two of the older ones started crying. And then Rod started crying and <laughs> and I was hooked. And 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 as I mentioned, we have now fed somewhere between 120 and 130,000 children for the holidays. Just last week, we did 1800 backpacks filled with school supplies. We've done tens of thousands of backpacks filled with school supplies. We've done tens of thousands of teddy bears for local police departments, for officers to keep in their vehicles. If they encounter a child, they can comfort that child. And Please know I'm not bragging. There's a message in this. Okay. I know that it's certainly in the United States here, we've been taught to achieve to be happy. Like we shouldn't be happy until we've achieved. It's kind of like this mindset thing that people, people, it's out there that people think. I'm going to tell you, if you give back in any fashion, you are happily achieving. And I know it's a play on words. Tony Robbins calls it the science of achievement versus the art of fulfillment. Achievement's a science. If you want to learn multifamily, come to my boot camp. I've got a, a virtual one coming up October 15th and 16th. I'll tell you how you can come for $97. I don't sell anything there. It's 16 to 18 hours of training for with nothing being sold for $97. It's a no-brainer if you're interested in this business. So, And I'll just give you the blueprint. So it's a science. That achievement's a science. You just have to go do it. But fulfillment is an art. You've got to find out what juices you. For me, it's children. Maybe for you, it's the elderly or the environment or animals, whatever it is. Find out what it is. And I, you, maybe you're listening to this podcast saying, okay, yeah, I'll do it when I have money. No, do it right now because the money will come faster. Okay. You don't do it for that reason, but that's how God, the universe, whatever you believe works, you get, but you get it back a hundredfold. So I know that was a long answer to your question, but, but it's important um, to incorporate that into your life right now. So you're living that fulfilled life. See, I was happy, but I was, I mean, I was successful, but I was unfulfilled. So I just want to mention that. Yeah. I love that because uh, it's very gratifying when you're touching the other life and when you create a purpose for yourself, like I always say, you know, when your purpose is bigger than profit, it's all profit. Like you mentioned that money follows you. You're not following the money or chasing the money at that point. So I know you wrote multiple books. And uh, I was reading this book that you wrote, How to Create Lifetime Cash Flow Through Multifamily Properties. So mm-hmm. would you like to talk about that a little bit? Well, let me let me just say how that came up. Let me tell you how that came about. So, you know, when I started my podcast, I don't know, six and a half years ago, I used to tell people I'll never sell you anything because I never planned to. I just wanted to add value. That's the I'm sure that's the reason you do yours as well, Vinky. And, and that was really it. I just wanted to add value. And of course, now I'm a liar because I've got courses, coaching, boot camps, everything. But I never planned to. Uh, and, and, you know, and I hit a million downloads and I was like, OK, you know, I probably should do something with this. We just uh, are at 14 million downloads downloads now. But, but, uh, and, and I said, we should probably do something with this. And so I wrote that book and I gave away 20,000 copies for free um, and, and, and just PDF copies. But now I, I, if you want it, you can actually still get it for free at Rod's links. You just pay the shipping. It's like six bucks or something. And, and you can get the physical copy of the book, but yeah, it was a bestseller in three or four categories on Amazon and, and, and it, people rave about it. They love it. Uh, and so, um, yeah, just go to rodslinks.com and you can get the book for free still. It's on Amazon for, you can pay for it, but that's silly. Cause you can just pay the shipping and get it there. Uh, but, uh, yeah, now I've written, I've got literally, let me stand up here. I'll show you. I've written, I've written, let me just pull this down. Oh my goodness. They're heavy. I've written like 12 books since then, you know, um, books on, on every topic from questions to ask to forming a partnership, questions to ask a GP before you invest in a deal, guide to multifamily syndications, everything you need to know about multifamily asset management, my goal setting thing, you guys, you can download if you go to Rod's links. Now, some of these are at Rod's links for free. You just go and download them. How to finance your multifamily purchase. So, I've, I mean, I've written all of these. These I just give away for free. You know, listen, I learned from Tony, actually, Tony Robbins, that 
you know, it's those that add the most value that are the most successful. And That's so true. I just focus on adding as much value as I possibly can because it comes back, you know, it just comes back a hundredfold. You agree with me? Yeah, I agree with you 100% yeah. because the yeah. more you give, the more you get back. I would say tenfold yeah. or maybe hundredfold you get back. Yeah. Uh, one thing that stuck out in your book for me was you talk about the 90-day action plan. Mm-hmm. So why yeah. 90 days? Is there well, we just added that. You know, that's just to give, you know, it doesn't have to be 90 days. It can be 30 days. It can be six months. You know, do it at your own pace. But I wanted to lay out as best as possible the steps to, to doing this business. And, you know, I have students that don't get a deal for eight months. They don't get a deal for a year. It's the law of the first deal. It's the scariest. It takes the longest, you know. And they're complaining, oh, it's been eight months, I haven't got a deal. Well, it's, of course, it's been crazy these last couple of years with, with uh, trying to find deals. But then they get one, and the next thing I know, they have four. You know, it's like they 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 got past. They realized that that you know that 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 they were their own hang up in many many cases. But the ninety day thing is is just we picked a number and we threw it in there and said, hey. Yeah, I just, just to kind of give the steps. So it's not, you know, because it's like anything. How do you eat a whale one bite at a time? And and so, you know, you just got to, but but I, I put it, I tried to sequence it as best we could just to kind of give people a roadmap. Yeah. yeah but that was good. You just yeah. pick the number just like that. But there's a reasoning behind it too. Where yeah. I come from, my culture, you know, it's a 40 to 90 days you form a habit. If you're consistently doing that, boom. Yes. You're going to make it happen yes. for you. Oh, yeah, that's so absolutely that true. Yeah. Yes. It's absolutely true. Yeah, That's about what it takes to form a habit. And once you form it, you're doing it the rest of your life. And so when you stay consistent like that, it trains your brain to be consistent. And that's a success formula. You 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 need that to, to, to take off your employee hat and put on your entrepreneur hat to go do this. Because as an entrepreneur, you don't finish when the hit, clock hits five o'clock. You finish when you're done. And so, you know, that, and, and, you know, I'll, I'll just tell you, if you want to get into this business, you just think about the fact that you're going to grind for a few years like most people won't. So you can live the rest of your life like most people can't. That's the beautiful thing about this business or any, you know, side hustle that you decide to go after. But multifamily is the bell of the ball as far as I'm concerned. And there is incredible opportunity coming. I'm just going to tell you that right now. I know it's coming. We, we just put a deal under contract, screaming deal. I've only bought one deal in the last year in San Antonio in September of last year. And we just put one under contract, incredible asset in Nashville, incredible numbers, low loan to value, 60% loan to value, 10 year fixed rate debt, and still have, you know, incredible returns projected for the realistic conservative returns projected for this thing. So, you know, very exciting time uh, we're moving into here. At this point of your life now, looking at the deals, you look at thousand deals, maybe on a weekly basis, monthly basis. No, not, no, that's, that's an exaggeration, but we look at a lot. I've got a A lot of deals. Okay. A lot of deals. Let me ask you one question here now. So how do you identify or what are the steps that you take to identify, which is a good deal or bad deal? Just looking at it, because with your experience, you can tell. So if you can yeah, share well, that with us. The, the more deals you look at, obviously, the better you become at it. And and I've got uh, uh, students that now work with me full time. Um, then, um, you know, we're very, very conservative. Like I said, we, we got into best and final. You know, it's like an auction process. If you don't know what that means. Um, on numerous dozens of deals over the last year, only to scratch our head when we see what they sold for, what they traded for. And so, um, you know, uh, but but 
the more you review these things, the better you become. And we've just created this incredible software. One of my, one of the people on my team has created, it's in beta right now, should be done in a few weeks. And it's the best stuff out there. It's better than anybody else's really excited about it. It's Excel driven, but it's so good. Um, so, you know, obviously that helps um, to have a, pla- a decent software uh, to put it into, but you know, you really, as a newbie, if you're new, you need to become really knowledgeable about the area you're interested in buying in. I mean, you should know when you see what the rents are, if the rents are, are realistic for that market, if they're high or low or whatever. So that helps a lot. You should know what's going on in that market. For my coaching students, my warriors that I was talking about that have you know tens of thousands of units already, we have them do a market presentation in the group even if they don't have a deal yet. So they 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 focus on why why they love San Antonio, for example, and what's going on there and the demographics and and you know the historical increase in income, jobs, uh uh, you know, people moving in, so on, population, so on and so forth, and all these things that you need to to look at and become very knowledgeable about on a market. And so if you're brand new, you should not be all over the place. You should you should specialize in one market to start. Now, of course, I'm in multiple markets, but I'm not brand new. I mean, we've got assets in, let's see, Texas, Ohio, Tennessee, Florida, um, South Carolina, North Carolina, you know, so some in the Midwest. So so but but again, you don't start that way. You start with one one market, you become really good at it. And then once you really know what you're doing, you can spread out some. Yeah. You said it very well. Uh, historical information is very, 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 very important in whatever we yeah. do, right? So, mm-hmm. but what are some kind of some of the tools or techniques that you use to take? Sure, I'll give you some websites. I'll give you some websites. I'll give you some websites. Bestplaces.net, city-data.com, census.gov, datausa.io. There's four of them. Those are all all great websites. And play with it. Don't don't get bogged down by it. Just enjoy it. Wallow in it. You know, put in your home address. See what's going on there. Put in the market that you're interested in. See what's going on there. See what's happening. Look at the trends, you know, and and recognize that that one website's not the be-all end-all. You need to try multiple sites. You need to look at what the, of course, jobs is the most important thing. You don't want a one horse town. You want you want a, a town with multiple employment industries. I like to see healthcare. I like to see higher education. Uh, I tech wherever possible. So those are the three I love to see. But uh, no one horse towns. If there's one major employer, even if it's a military base, I, I stay away because if that horse gets sick or that horse leaves town or that horse dies, you got a real problem. So so no one horse towns. You want multiple large employers uh, and, and, and I want to see multiple large industries. Like I told you, when I crashed and burned in 2008, I, my demographic was way too concentrated in the contracting contractors and the retail was the other component. And so both of those suffered in 08 and 09. So I don't know if that helped. So what do you think about today's economy? I think we are at the verge of a recession. Trump, 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 Trump said we're heading into a depression, not right. a recession. Love him or hate him. He's a pretty smart guy economically. And so, uh, you know, uh, Robert Kiyosaki has been talking about this depression for a long time. You know, that's his stick. But but he's a pretty sharp guy, too. Uh, even Elon Musk and Warren Buffett said it's going to be it's going to be sobering. So I, I think we're headed for some pain in this country. I mean, just so you know, we have to actually print. You know, what caused this was the inflation was printing money. It's stupid. I mean, we, we won't go down that political rabbit hole, but just <laughs> insane amounts of money have been printed. But here's what's scary. We actually have to print more money in September next month just to pay the debt on the 30 trillion we borrowed. So, I mean, it's it's. I, I I don't think the Fed just raising the rates is going to be enough. I think it's going to, 
you know, we're, we have to have a reckoning here uh, on, on our debt and everything else. So, you know, I hope it's not as, you know, as bad or worse than 08 and 09, but I will say this, not a time to be afraid. It's a time to be lean and mean with your money, be tight with your money. Told my wife, we're not going to have any frivolous spending uh, right now. We're taking it very easy and uh, and she's on board. And, and um, you know, because in, in a crisis, of course, cash is king. Everything's going on sale. Now, it doesn't have to be your own cash either. If you have access to people that have money that want to invest it, that's all. that also works. Like at my boot camp, I just had 850 people in Denver two weeks ago. And we talked about how to pre-frame your investors so they're not fearful in what's coming. And I'll do the same thing at my virtual boot camp coming up. By the way, if you're interested in that virtual boot camp, text my name Rod to 72345 or go to multifamilybootcamp.com. Now, if the price is over 97, if you DM me on any social channel, I'll give you code so you can still come for 97. And, and again, I don't sell anything there. It's kind of a no-brainer for 16 to 18 hours of training for $97. But again, it's my whole mindset. I give, 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 add as much value as I can. And you know, and sometimes people want to go deeper just with me and my coaching or whatnot. Uh, but uh, it, you'll get so much information. It's, it's, it's drinking through a fire. In fact, here's the manual. Actually, here's the manual right here. You can see how thick it is. I mean, it's 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 drinking through a fire hose. There's there's the manual. I just got it actually. Anyway, that's um, good. Um, yeah. I know we've been talking about the past experiences, how past experiences you know shape your future. So, given your experience that you had in 2008, is losing 50 million dollars. So now you're kind of predicting that we will be in depression or recession. So, how are you well, bringing yourself now? That's what I wanted to know. See, I was hiding under a rock back in 2008 and 9, okay? Because I thought I was set for life. And, you know, I, yeah, I mean, I really had an incredible net worth. And again, it all imploded. Um, but but uh, how I'm preparing, I'm in a lot of cash right now. Um, I'm, I'm being conservative. I'm building relationships. I'm, I've, I've put a team together to capitalize on this. And I'm making sure that my team and I stay focused on what we want, not the fear, because the news is going to say it's terrible. And like they did in 08 and 09, oh, my God, real estate's going to be terrible for 10 years. Just don't buy into that crap. You just got to really pay attention to what you allow in. And so be very, very careful there. Um, and so those are some of the things I'm doing. We're, we're getting really super connected with brokers. Brokers are finally returning calls. I've gotten more deals from brokers by email in the last two months than I got in the last two years. I mean, things are really opening up. So, you know, uh, there's going to be awesome opportunity. And so, you know, learn this bit. If you don't know this business yet, for God's sakes, come to my boot camp or go learn it from somebody else, but get up to speed quickly. Because if you're in the thick of it, and you're trying to learn, it's going to be too late. You need to get up to speed now, build the relationships now, evaluate deals now, just become, you know, figure out where where you're going to fit into this business. And there are lots of different hats you can wear in this business. You can be the person that finds the deals. You can be the investor relations person, building the relationships with investors. You can be the one that, the underwriter that analyzes the deals. You can be the, maybe you've got process experience or management experience or project management experience. You could be the asset manager. So a lot of different hats you can wear in this business. And this business is a team sport. So you also want to Get around people that are doing it. You know, we facilitate that in in my ecosystem with my boot camps and stuff. But but if you go do it on your own, go to meetup groups. Just go meet people that want to do this and get around them because you're not going to buy commercial multifamily on your own. It's a team sport. It, it, everybody does it in teams, and so you figure out what hat you're going to wear. And if you you know if you're playing to your strengths and you partner with somebody that's playing to their strengths, success is a foregone conclusion. Because everybody's happy, they're you know when you're when you're playing to your strengths, you're passionate, and when you're passionate, you have the ability to influence people. And so, you know, um, 
Yeah, so, anyway. <laughs> so let me ask you a question regarding the team building now, since we're talking about the team. And mm-hmm. uh, you, you said it very well that real estate is a team sport. So when you're building your team, uh, what kind of exercise do you go through usually? The storming, norming, let, forming, yeah. performing? What let exactly is you your regime that you follow? Yeah, well, let me give you a free resource, okay? It's, it's questions to ask when forming a partnership. Here's why. Because when you get caught up in the emotion of it, you meet somebody, you like them, um, it's very easy to overlook the hard questions that you need to ask up front because a partnership, and that's really what you're doing when you form a team is you're getting into a partnership and partnerships are easy to get into like a marriage and hard to get out of like a marriage. So you want to ask all these hard questions up front. So if you want this resource, text the word partnership to 72345. It might be in my Rod's links uh, as well. There's some free books there and I'm not sure if this one's there, but if not, just text partnership and we'll send it to you. But here's the, let me just say the one overarching thing. Do I have it on here? Um, hold on. I'm just curious if it's in here or not. I, I'm surprised if it's not. Well, I'm not going to take time to look for it, but here's one thing I want to mention to you. Trust your intuition. Your brain is incredibly powerful, okay? I mean, you're able to, your brain is able to decipher micro nuances when you're communicating with someone that you're not consciously aware of. A great example of this dynamic is if you read the word, the book Blink, read the book Blink. And um, it talks about how the best art experts in the world can look at a painting. And they they know it's a fake, but they can't tell you why they know it's a fake. That's an, and your brain is like that. And if you meet someone and something just doesn't quite feel right, trust it. I can tell you every time I've ignored it, I've regretted it. Okay, and and women of course are better in this; they have better intuition. But men, you can hone yours too. But you got to trust it, and you got to listen to it. Don't overlook it in the excitement or the greed. Super important. But if you want this resource to ask all the really important questions, you know, like. You know, will the uh, what's your liability? Who's responsible for what? How much time are you going to devote to this? How do you deal with conflict? You know, um, which of our skills overlap? You know, uh, what's what's this trust based on in this relationship? Um, What does the partner bring to the table? And on and on. There's there's a whole bunch of them here. So just get this um, if you're going to, you know, go that route and build a team. Yeah, earlier you were talking about that we are getting getting into some kind of you know period where it's kind of a little bit scary. For people, you know, it's not good times. And then you were also talking about, you know, changing the challenges into opportunities. And you're thinking in this challenging time that we are looking, you know, ahead of us, there might be a lot of opportunities besides. There will be. There will be. Even if it's even if it's only a recession, there will be a lot of opportunities. Even if it's a minor recession, there will be opportunities. Why? Because a lot of skinny deals were done these last couple of years. You know, Warren Buffett's famous quote, be fearful when others are greedy. Mm -hmm. A lot of greed the last two years. But then the second part of that quote is be greedy when others are fearful and fear is coming. I'm just going to tell you the news is they're going to wait till probably after the elections because they're I won't go down that rabbit hole, but but there's a lot of uh, political um, influence on, you know, the news media and and social media. So they'll probably wait till after the elections. But I can tell you, then it's going to be doom and gloom. Uh, and, and just mark my words, just wait till December to see what the headlines are then. So just don't get caught up in it. OK, don't don't d- d- remember. Stay. Get, do my goal setting workshop at rodslinks.com. Do that. Get focused on what you want. Stay focused on what you want. Don't get caught up in the noise. Build relationships. Look at deals. Learn this business or learn whatever vehicle you're going to use to capitalize on what's coming. Conserve your cash. Talk to people that have money. Get them queued up um, to invest when you find a great deal. Because I'm going to tell you, the biggest money is made in what's coming. Because everything's going on sale. 
Yeah. Okay. So um, I know you have a lot to share and we are a little bit, you know, short on time. I'm going to ask you one more golden nugget for my okay. audience. Okay. You're asking me to come up with a golden nugget. Um, I mean, it's not like that you didn't give me enough, but one. Yeah, yeah, nugget. yeah. Well, you know, um, as it relates to, you know, habits for success, I, I kind of alluded to it. It is critical that you play to your strengths. Don't try to shore up your weaknesses. Enhance your strengths because if you're doing, again, what you're strong at, you're going to be passionate about it. And to influence people, you need that passion. And you're never going to work another day in your life if you're loving what you're doing, right? Work is play. So play to your strengths. Don't, if you're not, if you don't love spreadsheets, let someone else do that. If you don't love the interaction with other people, you're an introvert and you love spreadsheets, let someone else do that interaction. I can tell you the biggest part, the most successful partnerships I see in this business are an analytical person that's introverted with an outgoing person that's extroverted. And boy, they go out and kill it. Okay. So play to your strengths. That would be my last little, little nugget there. Thank you. I really love it. You know, thank you. Do what you love. That's the golden nugget right there. So this brings us to our rapid fire round. I'm going to ask you five questions. So uh, you're going to answer in one word or one sentence, just spontaneous answers. So uh, are you ready? Whatever you are. All right. So first question is, what is one of the best skills that you have learned over the years that has worked for you and still works? My ability to communicate, you know, and it came from my reading, you know, I didn't go to college, but if you saw my library, you would, uh, you would say, wow, because I have thousands and thousands of books in another building here in my compound. Um, and, and that reading helped me create, you know, a pretty decent vocabulary and, and, a, and, a, and, a, and a pretty decent ability to articulate my, my, what I'm trying to communicate to someone. So that's, that's definitely it. What is the best book that you have read or recommend? Well, I've given away. Probably just under, think about this for a minute, probably a, almost 10,000 copies of Think and Grow Rich. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. So yeah, there you I go. Like I, 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 I think uh, that's a book you should read at least twice a year. So yeah. Every time one. you learn something new because yes, you do. in the past. <laughs> and and it's the precursor. It's the framework for every other self-improvement, self-actualization um, you know, messaging that's out there that's more recent. It it started it all. So, and I yeah. think uh, with your experience too, when you read it, when you're applying those, and all of a sudden when you're reading the book, your perception is totally different next time you're reading the same yeah. thing because yeah. you're perceiving yeah. it differently than before, yeah. which is good. So, what is your biggest passion? Children, helping children for sure. Yeah, helping children. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you yeah for sure. And my wife, my I have a supermodel, beautiful wife, and I adore her. She and, is. Yeah, she's you've met her, I'm sure. She's more yes, beautiful on the inside than the outside. So yeah. So her her I, I would say actually probably her first, but then I I love kids and 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 love to do things for kids. So yeah. In one word, what does life mean to you? Mm. Mm. That's a good one. Trying to come up with a really incredible answer. I think I think I think the meaning of life is to be happy. So I'm just going to say happiness. Okay, I think that should be what every person aspires to 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 achieve. You know, regardless of the way they do it, that should be the ultimate goal. That's true. No matter where they are, what they're doing, that's the ultimate goal for everybody, and that's the reason you're working or doing anything in your life. If you got a chance to change something, something I would say one thing in your life, what would that be, and why? change one yeah. thing 
teenage well, I'd, I'd love to, I'd, I'd love to have more reach because I mean you know I get such incredible feedback about you know the things that I that I that I love teaching and talking about and and sharing I, I just if I could have more reach I would love that so this is why I'm on your podcast you know I I, I do dozens and dozens of these podcasts a year because I'm trying to create more reach and impact more people positively. Okay, so this is the perfect time to ask you now. How can people reach out to you, Rod? Yeah, if you go to rodslinks.com, it's got my whole link tree. It's got my podcast. It's got that boot camp website. It's got lots of free resources, my social media stuff. And I'm very responsive on social media. You DM me, you'll get me. Um, and, uh, you know, that goal setting workshop. But if you want to come to the boot camp, like I said, $97, two days of training, nothing being sold. If you're interested in this business, you're crazy not to be there respectfully, okay? So just text ROD to 72345. We'll send you the link to Multifamily Bootcamp. Just go on there and see what hundreds of people have said on the bottom about my events. Well, Vinky, you can speak to my events. You came. Sure. What did you think? Yeah. yeah. It's one of the best events. Yes. Okay. Everybody Thank should you. sign up now. Thank you. Thank you. So, so yeah, uh, I highly encourage you to do that if you're interested. And listen, you might check out my podcast. You know, I I do those those motivational clips on you know, my podcast is called Lifetime Cash Flow Through Real Estate Investing, and it's the largest commercial real estate podcast really in the world now. I'm really proud of that too. Um, so yeah, well, thanks for having me on, Vicky. Yeah. This has been a real thanks treat. For, yeah, thanks for coming to the show, Rod. I really yeah. enjoyed our conversation. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Hope you have enjoyed listening to this episode. As promised, we have a free ebook for you. Seven Reasons Why Real Estate Syndication Build Long-Term Wealth. Please go to our website, www.lumbainvest.com to download your free copy today. See you next week with another awesome guest.